couple weeks ago, your favorite football team put out a video that they'd taken inside team headquarters on the south side of Mike Tomlin addressing a group of players coming out of minicamp and preparing them for the next phase heading into the full training camp in Latrobe. And among the many, many compelling things that he spoke in this session was this quote, I expect you to get better in all areas, man, whether it's the knowledge relative to what it is you do, the maintenance, the preparation of your body, the understanding of the game, etc., etc. You need to continually be a guy on the rise. That is a reasonable expectation. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. We are six days away from those reasonable expectations being either met or exceeded or, you know, not And in this context, in which Tomlin used the term reasonable expectation repeatedly, you got to see this thing, by the way. If you haven't yet, uh, ask a buddy for a link. It's been everywhere, really, on social media. But if you haven't, if you haven't found some time to press play on it, it's worth it. What Tomlin's aiming at there, of course, is individual reasonable expectations. There's also a collective reasonable expectation, I'd like to think, going into the 2023 NFL season of this roster. Now, this varies as much as any Steelers team I've covered, and I've been doing this for a while. I don't recall ever having a summer where you see the range of predictions, the range of the betting lines look like this. Remember a show I did a couple months ago where I was getting into uh, pretty animatedly, actually, how the Las Vegas betting lines on the Steelers had set them up to be the last place team in the AFC North. And this isn't, you know, a couple of dudes named... Gus and Willie making these up from some basement. This is just the cumulative results of the actual betting. These are people putting money down on this, and this is somebody moving a line based on what the betting tells them to do. But then there's this weirdness that emerged yesterday where BetMGM put out information that said even though the Bengals remain the heavy favorites, to win the AFC North, the Steelers have been the most bet team to win the division, with nearly 33% of the AFC North tickets betting on Pittsburgh, followed by the Bengals at 29.2%, the Browns at 21.6%, and the Ravens last at 16.5%. Now, how does that happen? Well, think about it. The Bengals would just finish higher on average. And they would be, let's say, a more common number two 
on most tickets. So they're going to end up being the heavy favorite. But more bettors are picking the Steelers to win the division. Again, I don't want to turn this into a gambling show. You, you guys might know that's not my thing. I'm anything but an expert. I'd never give advice and believe me, I'd never take advice. I just see it as an example of how all over the place everybody is regarding this team. So what is the reasonable expectation? I think within city limits, where people are uh, more than a little bit fed up with not having won a playoff game in an awful long time, that winning a playoff game would be a reasonable expectation. Should we start and finish the conversation there? Because we could, because to get into the playoffs, you're going to have to have a pretty good record. You're going to have to either win the division or you're going to have to finish among the top two in the division, in which case you'll have finished ahead of teams that aren't supposed to suck, meaning Baltimore and Cleveland. And from there, regardless of how the bracket lines up, you're going to have to beat one good football team in a winner-takes-all. Is that a reasonable expectation? I'm not saying goal here. I'm not saying, you know, this is where you get the medal. All I'm saying is reasonable expectation. When you look at this roster, when you look at a roster that even the Steelers' more ardent and regular critics I'm not talking about media people. I just mean in general, fans, whoever. Even those who make a habit of doubting anything and everything related to the Steelers will acknowledge that this roster has A, existing and significant strengths, and B, high-end potential on offense. You can't watch, for example, George Pickens and say, there isn't some high-end potential on that offense. You can't look at all the running that they did while going 7-2 and two to finish last season and say that there isn't potential. You can't look at 7-2 and two to finish a season and not say that there's potential because if you're familiar with NFL regular season history, you'll know that there is such a thing as carryover from finishing strong. And I know we're heading toward training camp, and you're going to hear everybody and their uncle saying, you know, let's have your season prediction. What's your season record? And everyone's going to come in with like a, you know, a 10 and 7. If you're really feeling awesome about them, you're going to go with a 12 and 5 and whatever. Stuff doesn't mean anything. Obviously. But I would be more than a little bit invested in stressing what should be our reasonable expectation of them. Those of us on the outside, what is our reasonable expectation of the 2023 Steelers? Again, not a goal, not an ultimate goal, just a reasonable expectation. Win a playoff game. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG, is a personal injury law firm in western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, 
they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LG KG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LG KG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. Today's J1Q comes from Nick, who says, plain and simple, now can we go out and get an inside linebacker? And, you know, Nick, I think that Alex Highsmith's extension being timed the way it was, and I'm guessing that's what you're referring to, offers Omar Khan a position of greater strength as he'd either go on to the open market, although there isn't much left there, or more likely go fishing into whatever's left of the pool after the preseason and certain cuts get made, or go make a trade. One of the great ironies of NFL fandom in general is that as passionate and as voluminous as football fans are in the United States, almost nobody talks about trades because nobody talked about trades for the longest time. But trades actually do happen now. There's even the occasional acknowledgement of an NFL trading deadline. When it shows up in midseason, there's a little bit of fuss, a little bit of commotion. Before you know it, you're going to have day-long specials. Dun-dun-dun! The NFL trade deadline is today at 4 p.m. Billions of people will watch and make a massive, massive deal out of it. That'll make the other trade deadlines in the other leagues look like nothing by comparison. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. I'm not sure exactly why that is. I'm not sure if NFL teams aren't anywhere near as defensive of the old, old idea that you can't switch teams at midseason because of all the playbook and even cultural implications of it. And, you know, I covered Minka Fitzpatrick in his Steelers debut out in Santa Clara, California. Minka showed up, was that like a Tuesday or a Wednesday on the south side? Next thing you know, we're flying across the country. We're all the way out there on the wrong coast. And Minka doesn't know six pages of the playbook. And Minka was absolutely dominant. You know why? He's a football player. And he was able to use the following week to kind of catch up on stuff and then continue to absorb as he went along. But it wasn't the end of the world that he had to learn some additional X's and O's and maybe do things a little bit differently or even a lot differently than he had in Miami. You're starting to see more of this now. And I think beyond that, you're looking at a different GM with a different way of doing things now, meaning the comparison between Kevin Colbert and Khan. If Khan wants a significant inside linebacker, as I've been saying on this show for a while now, he's got the money to spend. 
He's also got the draft picks. Now, maybe he waits until a team kind of puts itself into a corner, depending on how things go in the preseason. Maybe a team has something very specific that it's searching for that the Steelers have, such as, right, quarterback. How many teams do you think are carrying, for example, a third-string quarterback who's ever played in the league? Never mind, had fairly decent amount of starting experience. Certainly for a guy who's number three right now. I'm talking, of course, about Mason Rudolph here. How about Mitch Trubisky? I'm not suggesting that they they trade him or whatever, or that they're going to trade him. But if there's a team out there that sees their quarterback go down, and it happens every July and August, why wouldn't you listen? Why wouldn't you listen? I feel like there's some cards that are being held here by Khan, and I feel like inside linebacker would and should still be his last big get. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll be back with another one Monday, the week of training camp. Thanks so much for listening. 